Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Uh, we said it had to be nine points from nine, from Forest Green, from Cheltenham and Lincoln. At very least, seven points from nine. We got two. There's a lot to talk about. Don't really want to go back to the Forest Green game. But I think we've got to at least a little bit. Um, this is interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, there was the game against Bolton was when kind of the winning streak came to um, uh, uh, an end. Uh, but um, you know, it looked a little bit, perhaps Wednesday looking a little bit leggy, a little bit tired, a bit of a lethargic performance. The Barnsley game, a um, couple of obviously defensive issues there, but actually a, a, a game where, I mean, Wednesday could easily have won that as as, as much as, as lost it. Forest Green, the first time that we've seen a genuinely poor Wednesday performance for some time. And, I mean, it wasn't just a little bit poor. It was it was really bad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a shocker. There's no other way of describing it. The worst display of the season. Everybody expected Wednesday to respond, didn't they? In a positive fashion after playing well for long periods uh, against Barnsley. And I, I think we sort of, you know, just come to expect this team that they would, um, you know, show their resilience and they put in a big show in at Forest Green who were rock bottom, hadn't won under Duncan Ferguson until Wednesday showed up. But you just can't carry as many players as what Wednesday did against Forest Green, James, and expect to get a result. I think that's what it boils down to. And Forest Green tactically got it spot on. They just let Wednesday have the ball and then defended in a low block and said to Wednesday, can you break us down? And we're quite happy for you to play around with it at the back uh, and show no tempo, no intensity and um, not get the ball forward quickly. They just didn't show any urgency at all throughout the game. And um, yeah, Cameron Dawson pulled off a couple of good saves before Forest Green scored. But yeah, yeah, defensively, we've seen that Wednesday started to go backwards, haven't they? After being so formidable at the back for long spells this season and with a clean sheet record and everything. Um, but at the moment, yeah, it is unravelling a little bit. And, I've, you know, we'll talk about it in a bit more detail later, but, you know, I think midfield, it's very rare, isn't it, that Darren Moore calls out players um, and dishes out a bit of criticism. But certainly the three that he has pointed the finger at and rightfully so, it has to be said, in Dennis Denneran, Fizeo Delibashiru and Tyreek Backinson, they just haven't taken the chances no. at all. And Wednesday needed them to step up. When you look at that big hole that there is in midfield, with there being no George Byers, and that trio have not done the business. Yeah. It 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 was the the defensive side of things. I think is something that is going to be a bit of a running theme as we talk through the games. And I uh, suspect that we'll probably come back to it actually a bit later on as well, and 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 kind of pour over that a little. Now we did see some changes, didn't we, for the for the Cheltenham game? Perhaps 
most noticeably a changing goal with David Stockdale coming back in, um, which was, I don't think anyone kind of expected that. I don't think there was anyone particularly calling for it, although there'd been a couple of mistakes from Cameron Dawson, but there'd been mistakes pretty much right across the, the park. Um, but yeah, it took a few people by surprise and Cheltenham for a long period of that game felt like this is our season falling to bits here falling yeah obviously we went 2-0 behind and it really did feel like things would just completely fall into bits but we saw a little bit of character we saw Wednesday come back from 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 behind um to to get a draw perhaps a little bit unlucky in the closing stages not to win it bit of you know a couple of goal mouth scrambles great saves from the keeper um uh, and I, I, I think uh, Will Vokes hit in the bar with pretty much the last kick of the game. I think that was the the Cheltenham game. Difficult one to analyse. Even now, um, you know, it's a good week afterwards. It still feels like a game that was just all over the the, the place. What what did you make of it? Well, the general consensus is that Wednesday were poor again in the first half, and they gave themselves a mountain to climb. And you're right that they showed character. Um, and that's what they've done before this season as well, where they've gone behind in matches. And that's certainly something that they didn't look capable of and weren't capable of uh, before Darren Moore. Going back to the goalkeeper situation, I wasn't surprised to see Darren Moore make changes, as I did think that Cameron Dawson was certainly to blame for one of the goals against Barnsley and I did think he looked dodgy um, at times against Forest Green so that to me looked like it was on the cards and then Stockdale was unconvincing too and has been for the last two matches and that is one of the the big question marks right now and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk about where things have gone wrong for Sheffield Wednesday in this five match winless run and I would certainly be looking at Darren Moore when it comes to, I think, the chopping and changing of the goalkeeper. And and we're now at the situation where we're going into the last seven games, James, where we're talking about who's the number one, who is it? And Darren Moore says, oh, I've had, you know, I've got two number ones. And that's been his argument all season. Well, teams going for the title, teams going for a promotion... They have a number one and it's set in stone, I'm afraid. Going into the business end of the season, you can't be, oh, you know, so it's hook a goalkeeper or hook a player um, when they've made mistakes and carry on doing it. And it's destabilising the back line for me. Mm-hmm. That, I definitely think it's had a knock-on effect with the defence. When they don't know what goalkeeper's going to be in from one game to the next, I think that's also contributed, without a shadow of a doubt, to me, over Wednesday now conceding some pretty sloppy goals, which they weren't doing not so long ago. They they are kind of different goalkeepers as well, aren't they, in terms of, I think, the way that they command their defence is is different. I think something that a few people have pointed to is is the difference, and and perhaps one of the reasons that Darren Moore made the change is is their difference in terms of distribution as well. But yeah, I mean, when when you're a defender, you, you do... 
You're right, aren't you? When you look at teams that have been successful over the years, traditionally, it's not the case every time traditionally, but you kind of have that pretty solid backline, don't you? You have, um, you know, at very least a goalkeeper and normally probably two or three of the back line that have been there pretty consistently throughout the season. Think back to, you know, Wednesday's best squads of recent years and you'd look at, you know, kind of Kieran Westwood in defence, Tom Lee's, Glenn Leuven's as kind of been mainstays, weren't they, of that of that back line. And and we've talked before, haven't we, about the spine of a team. If you've got the spine of a team, you can change kind of the, the bits on the outside of, of that spine, but you do need it. It, it, it's not it's not really been there all season has it that 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 kind of spine from a defensive point of view i think it was for a, a period i'd say when dawson first came in around christmas and then for a couple of months i'd say that was the best point and then you had aiden Flynn arrived in january you've got dominic iorfa who you have to say huge loss of form looks a liability when it you know when you're trying to play out from the back, you don't want to be playing out with Dominic Iorfa. The opposition are very happy for him to have the ball. I just want to jump in at that point because this is not the first time that we've had this conversation, is it? We've talked before about when when Dominic Iorfa has has these like downturns in form, they are you know pretty devastating. Like when when he's having a, an off spell, he really does have an off spell. I, I I just think, you know, if you're Darren, I, I, I can't figure out how you deal with that as a, as a manager, because but the, but the as, a, as a James, fan, you think just get him players. out of the team. Get yeah, him out. But, yeah, yeah, but, but that's, you're right. There's that's a shortage. What, it's the and also defense. from a confidence point of view, it's devastating, yeah. isn't it? Like uh, that must be so difficult to deal with a, a player that has, when he, when he's up here, when he's, when he's on a, having a good spell, he's great, isn't he? But they by need God, when he's, right bad, he's, he's bad. I have no doubt whatsoever that if Ben Hennigan and Michael Ahekwa were fit right now, Dominic Iorfa would not be getting into the team. Yep. But he is, um, as the fact is that Hennigan's out for the rest of the season and Ahekwa at this rate is maybe only going to be back for the last four, five matches, if you're lucky. Um, uh, and it's getting to that stage now that if this run goes on for much longer, desperate times, isn't it? And the messages that are coming out about Byers and Windass are not particularly reassuring either. You know, that Darren Moore's effectively said that he's more hopeful when it comes to Windass that he'll be back. But reading between the lines from what he said at his presses and he's, you know, what he's been telling um, the local media is that I, I don't think we're going to see George Byers again this season, and yep. that is a body blow to Wednesday. Yeah, uh, and and clearly I've been getting a lot of pelters as I said mid February. I expected Wednesday to go on and win the league, and and at that point that, that I might, know you might were be on my me. list of yeah. things to mention actually yeah. on this episode, Dom. Yeah, no. Well, I thought I'd just get out in front of that and just say that I'm getting a lot of pelters, plenty of criticism mid February. Wednesday were well on course. They didn't have the injury problems that they've had. They've lost their two best players, arguably their two most important players this season, right? So that it would impact any team losing a Byers or a Windass at League One level. It would, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, I, I have I always said on this podcast, James, have I always said that Wednesday would have a wobble? Yes. 
I did say that. And so I've been pretty consistent in that message that there was every chance that there would be a wobble. I didn't think it would come right now, I have to say, certainly against the opposition that Wednesday have come up against. Um, and they've had this wobble, but then if they get a result in the next couple of games that we'll chat about in a bit, one result could then quickly turn things the other way. They've still yeah. got 80 points on the board. And, and I... I still believe that although the standard's that high at the top this season, four wins from the last seven should do it for Sheffield Wednesday. It'd be incredible if they missed out with 92 points. Um, so, yeah. Someone's going to, though, aren't they? Because we're, I know we're jumping about a bit um, in, in this episode here, but, you know, um, a, a few people have talked about Plymouth not really turning up at the weekend in their um, Pizza Cup final. Um, but, I, I'm not taking that as the start of a Plymouth wobble. I'm taking that, you know, if their manager's got any sense, then he says to them, look, you know, this this is a season where we wanted to get promoted and win and win that trophy. And we've not won the trophy. So now, you know, it's all about make sure this season doesn't end up being a disaster. Go out there. We'd take promotion over winning the EFL trophy any day. So go out there and, and, and do it now. Win the league. So I think they'll bounce back. Ipswich, not even conceded a goal after since we played them. Like, they are on absolute fire. Someone's going to get 90-plus points and not and not go up. Somebody will. I still don't think it's going to be Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and Standing by I, guns. I, I am going to. I think Easter's going to be very important. Yeah. You know, I, I will be panicking if Wednesday don't get at least a win from the next two. Yes, I, I, I will start to feel that Wednesday have thrown eight months of hard work down the drain or the potential they're going to. Um, and that's a pretty horrible position to be in. Um, but I think we have to remind ourselves that up to this point, it has been a fantastic season for Sheffield Wednesday and they are still top of the table. Uh, and they've lost only five games all season. And it's not in their hands when you look at Plymouth and Ipswich now can go above them if they win their games in hand. But there's going to be twists and turns, James. There will be. Right, Ipswich have got to play Barnsley. So something I'll have to give there. And th there will be other points in the next few weeks where Wednesday's rivals will also drop points. Uh, you know, and, and Ipswich, yeah, they've won seven on the bounce. They haven't conceded a goal since Wednesday, Wednesday played them. But that's got them to this point. It's now about what happens in the next seven, in the next eight games. That's, you know, what the season now boils down to. This is a mini season mm -hmm. right here, right now. And the cliche of Wednesday've got seven cup finals. Um, and with the experience they've got in the squad, the quality they've got, they should be able to handle it. I still think they've got just about enough in the locker. And you know what? I mean, another player they have missed, I, I said it on Twitter the other day, um, and I stand by it too. I mean, they really missed Callum Patterson for his versatility and, and the fact that he's a pretty valuable squad player to have up your sleeve. Um, and, and for the injuries that Wednesday've had to certain key players and then players who are in the team, who've been out of form and in and out of the side. Uh, yeah, Patterson definitely would have played a part um, in the last few matches and I think they would have done better if he'd been around. 
we we came off the back of, of that game against Cheltenham. It obviously, it wasn't it wasn't brilliant. It wasn't fantastic, but at that point, it was still in our hands, and we thought, you know, we'd actually just played three away games on the trot. I mean, we're in a crazy period of away games at the moment. So three away games on the on the trot, where obviously we'd only taken um, a, a point, um, but kind of thought, you know, back to Hillsborough against like, you draw a line under it all. You know, forget about it. Doesn't matter. That that's the wobble he's done. Back to Hillsborough, um, Lincoln, not a bad side, very winnable football match. If you're going to win promotion, you're going to be beating Lincoln at, at, at home. Um, it was a weird game, wasn't it? Because um, Wednesday kind of started pretty well um, and took the lead. And it kind of felt like, OK, we're back to service as normal. But they're never really built on that. At times... The performance wasn't amazing, wasn't fantastic. Again, a little bit sloppy defensively that that allows Lincoln to come in. Arguably, another mistake from um, from 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 Stockdale. Uh, and then you can also look at it and say, well, do you know what? Latter stages of that game, Wednesday, throwing the kitchen sink at Lincoln, very unlucky not to um, score again. Probably could have won it with pretty much the last. Not quite kick, but last header should have maybe won it. You'd expect Michael Smith to score that. We're having a different conversation, aren't we, if Wednesday get that last gas goal and do go on and, and win that game. So it's another one of those games where you like you can see it from a lot of different directions. I've got to be honest, I still felt like in that Lincoln game, something's just not right. Something's just not clicking. It, it wasn't there. There wasn't any great flow to that Wednesday performance that feeling of defensively things just don't feel right that was still there as well there is a lack of balance in the side right now yeah I I agree and it had shades of uh, Cheltenham at the end and you know if Wednesday do you know if they had grabbed that way winner then it makes such a big difference doesn't it to uh, you know the mood around the place um, and the doom and gloom merchants, you know, yeah. coming out in force, and that's what we've seen, and that's what happens when, uh, you know, you look at who Wednesday played in the last five matches and three points. It's not good enough. It, it isn't, and um, and so, you know, Lincoln w- was a frustrating one where Wednesday have got the noses in front, just like they did at home to Bolton, and they didn't press home the advantage. And mm. it's defensive lapses and concentration. And I feel as if we've been talking about that a, a lot recently um of where i think it's easy to point the uh, the finger at stockdale i wouldn't just say that goal was down to him yes he should have done better uh, rather than pushing it out back into the danger zone you know he should have i think tipped it behind for a corner but liam palmer's got done will vokes has got done in the build-up to their guy having the shot in the first place uh, and and for Maywo wasn't quick enough to react. So it, it's the whole defensive unit is not right. Um, and the structure of this Wednesday team that was so formidable and so strong in that 23-match and beat run, it's just not there right now. Um, and maybe they just need the bounce of the ball or a bit of luck or something to get them going again uh, for the final seven matches. Next on my list to talk about was um, so. So, what is it that's going wrong? Top of the list, 
defensive lapses. I feel like we've we've probably talked about that as much as we need to do. Second on the list, uh, where should the finger of uh, blame be pointed? Dom Housen. Uh, and I did say this at the time for crowning Sheffield Wednesday as champions back in February. Ridiculous, to be honest. Ridiculous thing to do. It's all on you, this. This is all on you. The thing that we've not talked about uh, that I feel is, is, is relevant is... It, it, a lot of this for me now feels like it, it, we go back to the end of, of January and Wednesday not really bringing in those reinforcements. At the time we said, well, you know, this squad's got us this far. Um, that does really feel like it's starting to come back and bite us on the backside now, doesn't it? I really disagree with that. Um, the, Wednesday effectively were a player down from January. So Mark McGuinness, but- Alex Mighton... I know. Um, We've talked about this it, up, but yeah, but, I know Aiden Flynn has come in. This, this is a football club that has injury problems, right? Always every happens football every club, season. Every football club you've, has injuries. You've got to, you've got to account for that. No, but I still, I still looked at it, and I, I believe now that the strength and depth is there. The quality is still there. Um, I, I think it's, it's just really unfortunate that it's both Byers and Windass who have been so instrumental this season that they're both out. I think if only one of them was out, I don't think we'd be talking about this. I really don't. And I think it's just easy to turn around now and say that, oh, you know, Wednesday, they didn't get the recruitment right. But they tried to bring in players and they were very close with one player. I know that for a fact. Um, But the player changed his mind. And And actually, the position that he would have come in, it's not in the areas, I would say, right now that Wednesday ashore or where people are saying that they're whacking in bodies. And, and you've got players on the periphery of the squad there, um, James, that as well. I think it's down to Darren Moore as much as anything. That is he getting the best out of the squad and the resources that he's got? Yes, you've got Hequa Hennigan, Byers and Windass. But he brought Jaden Brown to the football club. He brought Dennis Adenaran to the football club. He brought Tyreek Backinson to the football club. Backinson has played in the Championship, quite a few games in the Championship for Bristol City. Um, Jaden Brown has also played a fair amount in the league above. You know, These are all players that, OK, haven't had loads of game time. They should be stepping up here and be thinking, oh, great, you know, there's some players out. I'm going to get more of a look in. So it's down to the, the you know, more players. Everybody, I think, for me, has to take collective responsibility for why Wednesday have underperformed in the last five matches. But they haven't over the course of the whole season, as right now they are still top of the table. And that's what we have to cling to heading into Easter. Hmm... This is that was We're allowed an, to disagree. That's an, that's an unconvinced. Hmm. Yeah, no, um, I could tell. I could tell. But where would you like them to have strengthened in January? Where do you think they should have strengthened then? Well, I mean, I think I. I mean, I mean, Dob, this is pretty straightforward. Like we could go back to our podcast in January and talk about the. You know, we talked about the areas of the field where Wednesday probably need to to strengthen. I can't remember what they were, but you know, we're now seeing. Uh, we have a real lack of options, don't we, in terms of scoring goals? You know, if 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 it's not if yeah, we, I mean we got we got Wilkes back, 
now and that does give us an extra dimension whether he's back to full fitness or not is a different matter but apart from that the options aren't there you know we were Gregory very reliant but... on, on on saying yeah. well you know we, we you know callum patterson is 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 very much a, a forward player in our thinking now rather than you know perhaps some of the other roles that he'd been playing because we kind of had to think like that didn't we and 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 you know i think that we um we we could see a mile off the areas where we were we were a little bit threadbare time's going to tell on this right and i i'm not saying that definitely this train of thought is right or wrong right now looking at it thinking actually we could really done with 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 strengthening plymouth strengthened ipswich strengthened right at the moment they're in the driving seat might be proved wrong might be proved wrong right one of those might slip up wednesday might might do it but at the moment they are in the driving seat aren't they i wouldn't say they are in the driving seat it's i mean they literally are if they win their games but, yeah they, yeah they, they, they win they the get, games yeah but this, but we've had this discussion so many times before i'd rather have points on the board going into the last seven or eight games than uh, have games in hand um as you can as, as we've seen with wednesday who've had games in hand in the last few weeks i, I, I think the most of it Every single weekend until this point, right, when I've had this discussion with friends, I've said, look, say what you want. Either Plymouth or Ipswich would swap places with us right now. They, they would snatch our hands off to swap places. I'm not sure that's true anymore. I'm not sure that's true anymore. I think that uh, I think even Plymouth, if they could swap places with Ipswich right now with the form that they're in, they probably would. Um, but we'll see. You know, these things change. I, I, and look, you, you know, my, we, my final point on what you're saying about the January transfer window is you are absolutely bang on that come the end of the season, if Sheffield Wednesday have missed out, then a lot of people will be looking at that and saying that Wednesday should have signed another one or two players. But they, Darren Moore has defended that as well. I mean, he was he was only recently asked about the lack of transfer business that they did in January. And, you know, he's, he's, they had to, you know, they went with what they've got because they didn't think that there were many players out there that would be upgrades or improve the team. And we saw in the first half season that you looked at an Alex Mighton and Maui Wilkes, those two didn't contribute very much at all, did they? Mm-hmm. And Maui Wilkes still hasn't. But you're right, it will be the end of the season. If Wednesday aren't in the top two, if Wednesday don't get promoted, that I think will undoubtedly be one of those things that people highlight. And um, they may have a point, but at the moment... I, I just don't think we can say that fair, it's, fair it's coming back to haunt them just yet when they are still in a decent position. The season is far from over. On that point, uh, the phrase season-defining weekend gets thrown around quite a lot, doesn't it, in football? Uh, feels like that is entirely appropriate as we head into um, Easter so we've we've got over the Easter weekend, we've got Oxford away on Friday, we've got Accrington back at Hillsborough on Monday. Just looking a little bit further ahead than that, because it's then two away games in fairly quick succession as well. Um, away at Burton and then away at Bristol Rovers, which is a Tuesday night game. Um, it's a tricky little run of of, of games because they're. Um, uh, the, I mean, they're away games. They're against the kind of teams that are always going to give you a bit of a game. They're always going to raise the game, I guess, when, when Wednesday are in are in town. So let's start with the Easter weekend. Oxford away, Accrington at home. Winning home games has to be a bit of a given. I'm not even sure that's particularly up for debate at this stage. I mean, kind of winning away games should really be, fall into that same category as well. Um, four points from Easter 
would would wouldn't be absolutely disastrous. But we are at that point, aren't we, where it's like, you know what, we've just got to go out and win football games. Oxford and Accrington are going to be scrapping for their lives, yep. James. And it'll be for Oxford, first home match in charge for their new boss, Liam Manning. Um, and you know, they've picked up a couple of points so far under him and, and you know, they, they tested Peterborough the other week. It's not going to be a gimme and Oxford have gone a, a long time without winning a football match. And so, do you know? Do you know who uh, the yeah. last team was that they beat? Mm, no, you're going to tell me though. Ipswich Town. Um, I'm also going to throw out that Forest Green had gone 16, 17 games without a win until Sheffield Wednesday came into town. There'd be a big crowd there, and I, I um, you know, we saw that Wednesday came unstuck at Oxford last season. So, I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as everybody thinks. It's on telly. It's tasty, isn't it? It's tasty. It's it's you know Good Friday, you know, start of the Easter weekend. Well, for a new choice, what you want, isn't it? it? it you've got top of the table team trying to get promoted, trying to yeah. win the league against. But it's also on TV. It's that. It's that. Um, you know, if you're Darren Moore and you're saying this is your chance now to go out and prove everyone wrong to show that you can still do it, you know, in front of the TV cameras on hopefully what's going to be a lovely, you know, sunny, crisp. Easter, Good Friday. Um, it's a daytime match, isn't it? It's not being shifted to the evening. It's like there's a lot. There's a lot of nice ingredients there. Yeah, no, there definitely is. Um, and you're right. I, I think for Wednesday, got to come away with some points from the next two. It's just as simple as that. That they've got to bounce back. And um, it'll be fascinating to see how Darren Moore lines up the team. How many changes he decides to make. Um, for Oxford, I do think there will be a change in goal. I almost think that's a bit of a given, um, based on what happened against Lincoln. Um, and then it's just what other changes, um, you know, he decides to make. You know, isn't it? And I think it's midfield. It's that balance. He's got to get that right. And at the moment, it's not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this is where he really earns his money, isn't it? That um, you know, all eyes are going to be on Wednesday. Uh, going into the Easter period, and um, yeah, they really need to come away with a good points hole, don't they? You know, as they, they, put, yeah. they put this pressure on themselves by going on such a poor run. You know, when you look at it, we're saying it's quite kind on paper, and you still say that about the rest of the season for Wednesday. They've yeah. got what Shrewsbury at home and Derby away. The rest, does you'd be you know you should be looking at it thinking there's a lot of points there up for grabs for Wednesday, but. But they have to start bringing their A game again. They have to start rediscovering the best form. And, and you know what? They've got to got to start taking their chances in the final third. They've got away with it, I think, a lot of this season, where they've won so many games, haven't they? By one nil or two one, um, as they've created plenty of chances, I think, in a lot of matches. But they just haven't been ruthless enough. Yeah, uh, they've got to uh, got, got to score goals. Honestly, Smith scored against Lincoln, but for me, James, he should have nearly doubled the amount of goals that he's got. And then you know, Gregory is another player that's missed a lot of chances this season. But but they have to just generally get more goals being contributed around the team. Um, you know, I think there's just been a sort of reliance too much on on the forwards really to do the business when you know you're looking at come on midfield, come on defence. And, you know, someone we haven't even talked about, you know, I don't think was you know, Barry Bannon. I think we haven't seen the best of Barry Bannon 
for, for quite a few games now. And we know how important he is to this Wednesday team. Uh, and, and that's what I'm saying. If he could just catch fire, score a 30-yard pile driver, you know, something like that, anything really. We'll take um, one of those. We'll yeah, we would, it. wouldn't we? And, yeah. and, I, and I reckon, you know, that's all it takes. You know, when they've got match winners in the squad and they just need one or two more to start firing and then I think they'd be fine. I don't I don't want to oversimplify this, but I keep telling myself, look, you know, if you score goals, then you win football matches, right? If Wednesday keep winning football matches, they'll get promoted. Right. It doesn't even really matter if, if um Ipswich and Plymouth do, because if Wednesday could still win all the games this season and not go up automatically. But then you've got three games in the playoff. If you just keep winning games, you'll get promoted. It it it's you know it, it's not rocket science. You are very good at simplifying football. Where have you been all this time? <laughs> Learned it all from Brian Clough, you know. But yeah, it's true, though, isn't it? Score goals, win games, you get promoted, and that's it. You know, if we don't go on now to get promoted, it, it, we really do only have ourselves to look at. It will be our own fault because you know we we still we're still in a point whereby, in some way or another, it is in our hands. Win games, go up. That's it. And you also have to say that if Sheffield Wednesday don't go up, then it's very hard to make a case for Darren Moore being the manager for next season. I, I, I'm, I don't want to get into that conversation at this point. No, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think I, it's I worth doing. I think, I think you're right, but I think there's a lot of questions about a lot of things that need answering if Sheffield Wednesday don't get promoted. But I think that is a post-mortem that we have to wait until um, and, and, and see what happens. I think um, keep the faith, Dom. Yeah, you predict yeah, no, it, you predict am, it in mate. February, champions. You put your mortgage on it, if I remember. Yep. Did I make that bit up or is that true? I mm. don't think I did that. As usual, mm. you make things up. Uh, but I did say it on Valentine's Day and um, you know, I'm, I'm still feeling love and still yep. thinking that Wednesday are going to do it. That'll teach you to drink and tweet. That's all I'm going to say. Right, that's going to wrap us up then for this episode of uh, of the podcast. Thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors. Um, you can get in touch with uh, Ollie, who is available, uh, very flexible for evening, weekend and home appointments right across South Yorkshire. TitleLaw.co.uk if you uh, want to find out more about uh, what Ollie and his team get up to. On Twitter, I'm... Uh, on Twitter, Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott, and the show is at Dom and James. Lots more information and lots more links in the show notes for this episode as well. Thank you for listening. Up the owls, keep the faith, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>